0: On August 28th, 2021, right after 12am, I was in a horrible motorcycle crash. Things get blurry, but I think I was meant to die. Or did. I ended up going to a big motorcycle event with some co-workers, as I worked in the industry of bikes then. I left the place, and it's in a city. I'm a bit unfamiliar with the area. Some pretense. Leading up to this, I kept seeing the number 666 everywhere. Obviously, you say this to someone and you sound crazy. My best friend, let's call her Tay, was riding with me prior and we saw multiple license plates, including a semi, with the three-digit plate 666. It was enough for her to be like... Okay, that's weird. Well, back to that night. I was going home, feeling good, and enjoying my G310 after its first service. Things just went... black. It's odd. One second you're here, and the next I was consciousness in like a black void. More like a bubble. It felt like I was floating. Almost like in water, but no resistance. I felt true peace. I can't even put it into words. Imagine you have the best sleep ever, but time's literally 1,000. I heard distant screams from a woman and felt like time passed almost, and then sirens from far. Then sirens and walkie-talkies closer. Much closer. During this time, it was like I had very little knowledge or couldn't talk. Just like what happened, but almost like I was a tiny child with no concept of the world's or anything. All of a sudden, it feels like my life was tied to a freaking A-10 jet by a really long string, and it flew over and ripped me back to life at a million miles an hour. The movies get it eerily right. Put things together eventually and they hit me with adrenaline in my thigh. It caused a massive boil-like blood sack thing that popped in the hospital. Well, I broke my pelvis straight in half, and my wrist. Before surgery, I was in and out of consciousness. The only dreams I could remember, I walked into this giant beautiful forest, but it was more like a garden. It was my ex there, naked in a huge hot spring. She was, yeah, but... Damn, she was hot. Except it wasn't her, and she had black eyes and a very not normal voice. It said to me, You know who I am? Do you know how I look? This was followed up by another dream where I enter the forest and garden again, and I remember it saying, Welcome back. All this trips me out more because once I was out of the hospital weeks later, In trying to put things together, I found the intersection online. There's a pizza joint there, and on Google Maps, it's there with a sign that has 666 in the phone number. The intersection was 666 South Word Avenue. The area had some crazy Satan Latin gang there. It all just blows my mind. The dreams messed me up, but then more so after I put the pieces together. Add in seeing this number prior, I also found a picture of my mileage. I took one right before I left the event, because I was at 1,111 miles. I might be cursed, on the devil's hit list, or maybe just his bastard. The OP added an edit, For clarification, I became conscious on the ground when they hit me with the adrenaline pen. Also, the time between the crash and the surgery was days. The OR there was always in use, because people love to shoot each other here, and I managed to be close to one of the trauma hospitals when going down. For anyone wondering, PTSD has plagued me since the crash, and oftentimes that's how some of the memories come back. One of the most scarring times was at work months later, when going back to my job in the motorcycle industry, and a bike was getting moved. It looked like it was falling over on me. It wasn't, just a weird angle when I was on the knees getting its vent. And the memory of seeing the car door inches from my face? Uh, yeah, it was bad. It came flooding back. It does get intense, I appreciate the comments and thoughts already. Seriously. Edit 2. I didn't think many people would comment, but genuinely thank you. This thing that happened to me wasn't easy, and people don't exactly understand that it's like, Dude, I think I died. Also, to put more info on the crash, the SUV hit a left turn in front of me. I don't remember seeing it until the PTSD kind of came rushing in. I only remember seeing the white door in front of me inches away when that came flooding back. I also had a memory come rushing back, but I'm not sure. I hit the SUV at 30 plus miles per hour and was thrown into the air. I get a flash of my hand, well, with my riding gloves on, extended out, and my face pointing towards the ground right before impact. I honestly don't know if that's my mind trying to understand what happened, or a genuine memory. It would line up with people on the scene saying that I flew stupid high in the air, and that everyone who went up to me thought I was dead. My helmet, the mouth area was so smashed... The vent piece broke off, and it literally doesn't feel solid in that area, when you grab that part. It feels just like crushing sand. When I came ripped back to life, or whatever happened, I was face down. Oddly enough, the most similar death scene that felt like a close representation it was in the anime Tokyo Ghoul, where he basically gets in that accident in episode 1, and is just floating. It's eerily similar, to be honest. Hi, Raven. I've been listening for at least a couple of years at this point, and I love your voice and style of narration, not to mention the content of the stories you curate. Thank you. I listen to the stories before bed each night and I always tell myself I'm going to find time to send in my stories, but I never do. I've experienced several unexplainable events, beginning with my first glitch in 2013. These are all true stories, told just as they happened from my perspective, and not altered in any way. My then-girlfriend, Alex, and I were driving back from visiting my parents... ...in Julian, California. We were heading north, back up to LA. We'd been driving for about 30 minutes. We had taken the windy, two-lane, deadly Highway 57... ...full of dangerous twists and turns down the mountain... ...and turned towards Borrego Springs, I think. The first part of that country road is a long, straight stretch... ...and it had gotten dark by this time... There's no light pollution in that area, and there weren't a lot of streetlights or reflectors at the time. There isn't much there, just two big wheat fields on either side. No more cliffs or mountainsides to worry about, and I had done the drive at least a dozen times. So, I was familiar with the territory. The next thing I know, there's an enormous, unflinching deer in the road. The classic deer in the headlights, staring right back at me, not frightened, not moving. I remember his eyes glowing in the dark. He was a huge buck, with a majestic rack, and he was hypnotized by my headlights. We were going about 65 miles an hour at this point, and I couldn't understand how I didn't see the animal walk into the road or anything. I don't think I had my high beams on, though, so it's possible that it was too far out until it was too late. It happened so fast that my girlfriend barely had time to blurt out, deer. I grabbed her hand, and she grabbed mine. We braced for the worst. There was no time to swerve, to hit the brakes, or do anything other than brace for impact. The deer was on my side of the car, so... I immediately knew that I was a goner. He was going to come straight through the windshield at 65 miles per hour. I have no idea why, but I closed my eyes and so did she, and when we opened them a moment later, we were still going down the highway. The first thing I did was check the rearview mirror. My girlfriend looked back through the rear window as well. and. Remember, this is a straight stretch of road with nothing but a big empty field on either side, so we should have seen it. But there was absolutely no sign of the deer. It was gone. We were shocked and grateful to be alive. So much so that we never talked about it again. I have to wonder, did I die that night and leave my poor mother heartbroken? All of my other glitches revolve around a woman that I would eventually marry in 2019 and divorce in 2022. I had gotten down on one knee and proposed. She said yes to the ring and we started planning the wedding. I should mention that she was pregnant at the time. She got the big diamond engagement ring that she wanted and it was time to pick out the wedding ring. She told me that she wanted something off Etsy. She showed it to me. The ring had maybe eight little diamond baguettes, and I showed her the one that I found, also on Etsy. And we purchased each other's rings. We were married in the Catholic Church in her hometown that summer. About six months after that, she called me at work to tell me that she just noticed that two of the baguettes had fallen out of her wedding ring. We were both disappointed. I told her to contact the seller on Etsy right away, because more likely than not, the baguettes weren't properly secured to the golden band. We figured that she would have to send the ring back, and hopefully, the seller would replace them for free or at cost. There was no accidental event that led to the ring being damaged. The rest of the ring was intact, and the diamonds all seemed to me to be fastened in there very well. They didn't move, and the ring seemed solid and well made. So we thought maybe it was a fluke. A few weeks passed, and she still hadn't contacted the seller. A couple of weeks after that, and I started to press the issue, thinking that the more time goes by, the less likely she is to take action. I purchased the ring, and I really wanted her to have it with all the baguettes as intended. So, another week goes by, and she calls me at work again in the morning. She has no idea how, but the baguettes are back in the ring. She never had it repaired. She never even took it off of her finger, but it was restored to its original condition. What the hell happened here? I would love to find out one day, but I know that I never will. I'm a member of a certain group of anonymous people who meet up regularly to discuss their vices and try to find solutions to their problems together by talking to one another. It's not uncommon to strike up a conversation with someone you've never met and to find that you have a lot to talk about. It was a Saturday night, and the meeting was outside in a small amphitheater type space in a church courtyard. The meetings were outside during the summer and the weather was perfect. Folding chairs were set up, people put down bits of paper, car keys, big books to reserve seats, but it wasn't hard to find a seat given the big stone steps that surrounded the courtyard. The podium with the mic and speakers was set up, and everyone was drinking their coffee. I was talking to a guy who was giving his friend a cake to celebrate an anniversary, and having an interesting discussion when all of a sudden I hear the old familiar clank of a coffee cup spilling over at my feet. It happens all the time at these meetings. Someone sets a coffee down by their folding chair, starts having a conversation, and then kicks it over a couple minutes later and has to clean it up. But I was holding my coffee. In fact, I was probably the second person at the meeting, and nobody else was sitting near me. I asked my new friend, even though he was drinking coffee out of a Starbucks paper cup. It wasn't his or his friend's. We looked around. Nobody had even noticed. Nobody came later to claim the cup or to help us clean it up. And the cup was still intact, even though it sounded like it fell from a height. I know that there was no coffee there when we started talking. And my foot did not actually knock the coffee over. It felt like someone had thrown a hot cup of coffee towards us, or that it had materialized about a foot above the ground, because it didn't just fall over. It bounced. Coffee spilled, but it wasn't this big splash at all, which didn't match the jarring sound that it made. I checked my brand new white sneakers that I was wearing for the first time that night, figuring that at least the laces would be covered in coffee and not a drop. A large cup of coffee falls out of the sky two inches from my new shoes, and I didn't get a drop on my sneakers or pants. We were both completely dumbfounded. A minute or two later, the meeting started and we sat down. We both knew something strange had happened, and we were the only ones to witness it. My wife at the time had a problem, which became my problem on a fairly regular basis, back in 2019. She would lose things, and then she would ask for my help in finding them. And she would get very upset, and often accuse me of hiding things from her. She's messy and I'm neat, but when I organized, I always remember where I put things. And That's kind of the point, besides... Liking the look of things being neat, sparse, and orderly without being neurotic or demanding about it. It's just that when things are in chaos, that feels like a reflection of an inner state of mind. I didn't enjoy picking up after her, but it was better than the alternative of always living in a messy house and tripping over random shoes in the hall. So, conflict arose in this way. She would often lose her phone and her keys as well, and often boil over at me, which I thought was unfair. One time, we found her phone in the freezer. Another time, it was in a rarely used drawer in the kitchen. I chalked it up to her just being overwhelmed, and I tried to help, but helping someone who is unfairly annoyed with you and accusatory find their phone several times a day can become a bit tedious. One Sunday morning, she was heading to the store for groceries. She'd found a novel solution for the keys in one of those key holders with four hooks by the door. She swore that her keys were on the holder, but when she went to head to the market, they were gone. She, of course, enlisted my help, and we looked all over for her keys for about 15 minutes. By this point, she was pretty worked up, but wasn't taking it out on me yet. We split up and continued to look all over again. In the couch cushions, the bathroom, kitchen cabinets, drawers, bedside tables, pants pockets, under the bed, in the doorknob. We met back at the front door and we both looked up simultaneously, and the keys are there on one of the hooks of the keyholder by the door, where she had left them. Not under a jacket or anything, Nothing else was even on any of the hooks. We looked at each other in disbelief. I've had a lot of paranormal experiences as well, and maybe I'll write them down at some point, but I want to add this last little story here because it happened not long after the keys glitch, and it might be related. My ex-wife is a middle school teacher, and being such, she had to get up very early in the morning. Around 5:30 a.m. to get ready. So, quite often I would be up watching TV after she had gone to bed. A friend had given me some polisanto incense for my birthday a while back, and I was burning some on the middle of the mantle, as was my habit at the time. I really like the way it smells. It doesn't come in a cone or a stick, it's just a little piece of wood that you burn. It wasn't sitting on an incense holder, but I was keeping a close eye on it, making sure to not burn the mantle. I was about to turn in for the night, and I got up to grab it off the mantle. It was a single stick, about an inch tall and a quarter inch wide, only partially burned and still glowing. A little stick can burn for hours, so I get up off of the sofa, and as I do... The polysanto comes flying off the mantle, spinning end over end, like someone flicked it, and it went in this perfect little arc, landing on the hardwood floor. I picked it up, took it to the kitchen, and extinguished it under the faucet. It felt like a message from some invisible entity, letting me know that at any time it could burn down the house, if it felt like it. But I wasn't scared, and I don't know why. I took it very matter-of-factly, and I didn't lose any sleep over it. I didn't react at all. And though I've had many paranormal-type experiences, I've never actually seen a ghost or seen an object, apart from a Ouija board planchet, move on its own. But that's another story. Perhaps I'll tell it Another time. I have a weird story that I wanted to share because it was bizarre and legitimately gave me the chills. I have a dog that is my baby. She's a German Shepherd, and her name is Bailey. She's been my baby for her whole life, And she's going on six this year. She's always been a fantastic dog, and I love her dearly. She's the kind of dog that is at the front door waiting for me every single day. So, on one sunny afternoon a couple of weeks ago, I decided to take her to this park near my place. Now, it's not a dog park, and it's definitely not one of those parks where you're supposed to let your dogs off the leash but it's typically pretty empty and, well, she needs her exercise. So, we get to the park. I go to one of the side areas where there's no one else, and I let Bailey off her leash so that she could run around. Typically, she'll do a quick circle around the fields and then walk back to me, and from there we walk around and play fetch and such. And that's what happened on this visit. I her. She took off. She did a couple of laps and then ran back to me looking up expectantly. I got her ball out of my backpack, and as soon as she saw it, she sat down next to me and looked forward with her bright and excited stare. We do a bit of back and forth. I toss the ball, Bailey runs and gets it and brings it right back, and then sits down to do it all again. After about five minutes of this... I toss the ball across the field, and she darts off. And as I'm watching her, my attention is pulled away by someone shouting, Excuse me, sir? I turn away from watching her run after the ball, and immediately see a police officer walking towards me. My heart sank, and my initial thought was, Great, there goes my afternoon. I'd actually been sighted at this park before, and while nothing really came of it, I couldn't imagine that a second citation would be good. Again, this wasn't an off-leash park, and here I was letting her run aimlessly. Much to my relief, he smiled warmly and gave me a friendly wave. So, I assumed the worst I would get was just a warning, It was fine. Most cops there that saw dogs wouldn't really care, but some were jerks. He approached closer and said, That's a gorgeous dog. A German Shepherd? I grinned, and responded with, Yeah, purebred. I've had her since she was just a pup. As I made this comment, Bailey trotted back to me with a ball in her mouth, and when I reached down to grab it, she laid down, which told me that she needed a short break. I patted her, told her she was a good girl, and started telling the officer that she was the daughter of my mom's two shepherds. But when I turned and looked up to where the officer was standing less than five seconds prior, he was gone. He'd completely disappeared, as if he had never been there at all. I stood up abruptly and scanned the area in disbelief. Maybe he got a call on the radio that I hadn't heard or something? But when I turned to look around... I was surprised to see that the park was completely devoid of any and all human presence, other than myself. It was as if the officer had been swallowed up by the earth itself. Either that, or he was the flash and took off without me realizing it. When I noticed he had disappeared, I seriously started to feel a cold, massive chill down my spine. Tingling sensations in my hand... It was as if the officer walked up, I had responded to him, and then he just ceased to exist. Strangely enough, as I was getting hit with this anxiety, Bailey seemed to be feeling the same thing, as she sat up and seemed like she was starting to feel uncomfortable. I don't know if that was just her picking up on how I was feeling, or if she had sensed the situation, but she seemed like she was starting to feel the same as I was. Deciding it was time to just go ahead and leave, I clipped Bailey's leash back on and headed for the car. For some reason, being out there just felt strange after that. Like whatever had just happened wasn't supposed to, and I wasn't supposed to notice it. It was seriously unsettling, and almost felt like it shouldn't have been. Like, yeah, it was weird and a bit creepy, but it was such a simple event that was causing me so much intense anxiety. But that was what happened. I never saw the officer again, and we still go every other few days. I don't know if I hallucinated the officer, or something like that, though if I did, that was one hell of a hallucination. I honestly think this was some really strange and messed up glitch that I experienced. A simple event that just... Really messed with me after the fact. I have three different stories. Let me start by saying hello YouTube and hello Raven. Your story is from other people... Real or not, answer a lot of questions that I've had over the years, and I'm very thankful. Keep up the good work. By the way, this is a really cool looking website. Thank you, I try. First anomaly is when I'm at my grandma's house. She needed to move furniture, but I was messing around with the trailer, so she sent me to my room. Before that, I had my sweatshirt on, but it was the middle of the summer, so I took it off and set it outside. I go inside and take off my sweatshirt to set it down, not realizing that I literally should not even have it on. We pack some wood and crap up and head out, but I forgot my sweatshirt. So, I look all over the yard just to find nothing. I look upstairs 15 minutes later to find it as I'm confused, so I let my mom know. She did acknowledge me, but I could tell that she wasn't paying too much attention. The second anomaly, and the weirdest, I was bored in school, so I decided to take a nap. I was about to drift into sleep, out of that half-awake, half-asleep state. But I suddenly for, I'd like to say, about one-fourth of a second, was in this clear-as-day scene. I daydream a lot, and I have this certain-looking position where I tilt my head to the left or right about 35 degrees and stare blankly. It's funny because I did this, but I didn't notice I was staring at a girl. She got shy and blushed, and I noticed, and I thought it was funny because she probably thought I liked her by the way i didn't anyways like i was saying while i was daydreaming i had this odd instance where i knew it was real but i knew it was a dream of sorts i'm religious but i also do believe in rebirth system and alternate universes as well i don't know how to describe this other than a future of me dying you see i was 29 I don't know how, but I just knew I was that age. I was in an airplane bathroom hanging from something, and I see this woman in there with me, which I'll assume is my future girlfriend. If you want to know how I know that, it's because this girl I was friends with looked identical to some older version of her, but she had a crush on me. But I was with another girl at the time, so that went nowhere. By the way... I was twelve, and I'm now fourteen and a half. She confessed, but she already liked somebody else because my dumb arse didn't get the fifty-seven different hints from her, and her friend constantly gave me. Well, I'll try to keep the rest of the story short. The quote-unquote vision was me and my not-so-future girlfriend in the airplane. I was probably doing something not very PG, I'll assume. But the plane was crashing, and she just mouthed, Bye. And I died. It was really odd, because only three periods later, after I had that freaking out in class, some kids gave me questioning stares for a while. Angela, the girl, then confessed. And I was dumbfounded because I realized how stupid I was for not getting the hints. So, long story short... I should have died at age 29, in an airplane 15 years from now, heading into what I can only guess is an ocean due to my thalassophobia. To anyone who doesn't know, that's the fear of the great deep ocean, and or bodies of water where you can't see the bottom or surrounding liquid. And my birthmark is right where my lungs are. Creepy. Third and last story, or glitch... Is when I was in kindergarten and I fell asleep. This happened once, and I don't feel real. I know I'm living, but part of me thinks that I'm sleeping still somehow, and my senses and consciousness formed this world that I'm in. For all I know, everyone else in the world could be a mindless robot filled in with memories to keep me from finding out this universe's secrets. Fourth, and yes, I know I said three stories, but I lied last one This was while I was in sleep paralysis which if you don't know is when you're awake but you can't move or speak and you have to just live it out I was in a pitch black room for I could only describe as an entire lifetime and I suddenly felt intense pain in my stomach like I'd been stabbed and cut open I woke up for real and then I decided to go back to sleep When I woke up, since I was sleeping in my mother's room because we had just gotten a cat for the first time, she screamed to look in the mirror, and when I did, I saw about 14 long scratches all over my chest from the cat. I just said, Huh, that makes sense, I guess, and went on with my day. It wasn't bad enough for a doctor's visit or anything, but it still took 2-3 to weeks to heal completely. Thank you, if Raven does approve this for a video, I did. And I hope everyone else wakes up too. Hi everyone. Now, this was a really strange experience that I'm going to call the Glitch of the Dead or a glitch of a memory. I don't know what happened, but I will try my best to explain it. It feels like it was yesterday that it happened. Now, I'm going to keep the people involved anonymous here for their respect, but I shall call myself Emily, my sister Charlotte, and my dad Tim. So it was me, my dad Tim, and my sister Charlotte. We were only 8 or 9 years old when this happened, but... I remember this so well. Every detail about it. We were all walking to go get some chips from the chip shop. As we're walking around these back streets, we're all laughing and enjoying our walk. As children, our dad was an amazing father. And as we're all enjoying ourselves walking and laughing, my dad's face turns serious. I said, Dad, what's wrong? And he responds with, that's impossible. I said, what is it? And he said, that guy, he's one of my friends, but it makes no sense. He said this before we go to get some chips, we need to follow him. I don't understand what's going on. My dad, Tim, was so confused, and I was confused as to what was happening. And I said, dad, what is wrong? My dad responded with, You see, that guy that we're following, he's my friend, but he died years ago. I was shocked. And I remember thinking, how was this guy walking in front of us? It was like he was not dead. He was obviously alive. I remember him wearing a white and red shirt, blue jeans. He had light brown hair and brown eyes. I remember his facial features, everything about this guy. I remember it so well. This guy was walking, not floating, how you would expect a spirit to walk. His feet were touching the ground. And he was walking like he was not dead. He was walking pretty fast, and we were walking fast to keep up with him. My dad shouted his friend's name, and the guy turned around to look at him. Then, all of a sudden... This guy starts to run. So, my dad says, Girls, come on. And we started running after him. As we're running, I remember feeling this strange feeling that I can't even explain. It was like the air was static. Like it was a dream and it wasn't real, but it was very real, and it was happening right in front of my eyes. As we're running trying to catch up to him, he runs around the corner. We ran around the same corner, and we could still see him running, and then he turned a second corner. We ran after him, around that same corner that he had run around, and it was a dead end. He was nowhere to be seen, just vanished, gone. We checked the area to see if he was hiding somewhere, but there was nothing. It was like he just disappeared without a trace. My dad, Tim, said... Come on, girls, let's go. He was very confused. He kept saying, How is it possible he died years ago? I don't understand how he was really there running. It makes no sense. Even I myself was very confused. It was very real, and we were definitely chasing him. My dad just wanted to see how he was, and he wanted to say hi to him, or say that he thought he was dead. It makes no sense what happened here. It was like a glitch of a memory or the dead had happened. It was not like seeing a spirit, as I've seen them before. I understand most don't believe in things like this, but I have seen them, and I never see them walk on the ground. I often wondered, did he fake his own death? But it's impossible. He really did die, and we never saw him again after that. It was the only time we experienced anything like that. I'm not really sure what happened here. It's definitely a mystery to me. And I'm not really sure if anyone out there has experienced something like this. But I'd love to hear about it if they have. I also love hearing all your different stories. I'm new here, but I've had many experiences. Some I'm okay to talk about, some I'm scared to even say what happened. I don't want to sound crazy, but some of the experiences that I have are very real, and I have no explanation for them. All I know is that we live in an amazing world with so much mystery. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your stories. I love hearing them. I had a really odd experience about a year ago. It makes no sense. One morning when I woke up, I somehow knew that something odd was going to happen. Anyways, I went on my way to get some shopping in, and as I got to the shop, I got my shopping and everything seemed fine, but I had this feeling lingering over me that something was off. I shrugged it off and went on my way back home. Now this is where things got crazy. As I'm coming home, I turned a corner not far from my house at all and I heard this loud humming noise. It was so loud that it stopped me in my tracks. My gut feeling kicked in and I knew something strange was about to happen. I turned around and I saw a silver car. The silver car had a strange metallic look to it. Nothing I've ever seen before with a normal car. I can't really explain it. All I know is one moment it was silver, the next transparent. And two men were sat in this car, but looked very strange. They didn't seem human, and they were acting very odd. Like they were just in a trance, just staring ahead their facial features were also changing. I thought to myself, it's nothing, just keep walking. So I decided to walk. As I went through the gates, all of a sudden the humming noise got louder, and then it stopped. There was no humming noise anymore. So I stepped back to look at the silver car, and it wasn't there anymore either. It didn't drive off as I would have heard it, and I kept looking back to see if I could see it drive past, and it didn't move. All of a sudden, this fear kicked in, and I felt the need to get home, so I did. As I got home, I sat there thinking what happened. How did they vanish so fast? So, I went to a friend who's very gifted, and she told me that she couldn't tell me what happened, but it was something I had to experience. And from the feeling it gave me, I wondered was it some kind of humanoids? Was it a glitch? I felt I was going crazy. And I don't do drugs nor drink alcohol either. It was just a very odd experience. But it wasn't my first glitch in the Matrix that I've experienced. I've had one before and This is something I haven't told anyone apart from my friend, because I wondered if she could explain what had happened, but she couldn't. Has anyone else ever experienced anything like this? I can't explain it, but all I know is that it was some sort of glitch or something out of this world. What happens sometimes now when I pass that same place, it just comes back to me. I've never seen it happen again, Is just that one time. I'm not sure why I experienced this, but I would love to hear if anyone else out there has experienced something similar. It was extremely weird. It made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, and my gut was warning me that something was not right. I haven't really told anyone because I don't want to sound crazy, but this really did happen. I saw it... With my own eyes. A couple of years ago, something happened to me that I cannot explain. So, hopefully, I can get some views or thoughts from your listeners. For background information, I have really bad insomnia, and I don't have sleep apnea. This will be important for the story I'm about to tell. During the year 2019, I was trying to sleep like every other night, but obviously couldn't. Then, I suddenly woke up in an operating room. I remember doctors and nurses scrambling around me saying that my heart stopped and starting CPR. Shocked and confused, I kept telling them I'm alive, but they wouldn't listen to me. They just kept doing CPR, shocking me, and doing other medical stuff. It felt so real that I thought probably something at home happened, and I went unconscious and ended up there. I can still remember how everyone in the operating room looked, their eyes, since the mouth was covered with the masks. I remember I felt the pain of the chest compression, the shocking and the other stuff that they were doing to me. The pain was so bad that I started to slowly fade away into unconsciousness. Before I completely faded away, I heard, I guess, the head doctor say, we're losing her. I was panicked but couldn't do anything because, at this point, it was the last thing I heard before completely losing consciousness. After that, I woke up in my room but my eyes were still closed. I remember I took a couple of huge breaths like I hadn't been breathing for a long time, and then I sat up and looked around, realizing I was still in my room. Soon, I realized that I suddenly felt chest pain, like it really hurt. And That's when I looked down at my chest and saw a red mark. Like, it was really red. Thinking it might be a trick of the light... I ran into the bathroom, opened the light, and looked at my chest in the mirror. I still saw the same thing, three red marks. One was a hand mark, the other was a rectangular mark, and the third was on my lower side, and it was also a rectangle. Despite this, I was convinced that my eyes were playing tricks on me, so I grabbed my phone and took a picture and in the picture I still saw the same marks. Still not believing it, I was planning to show my mom the picture when she woke up. Hours later, when she woke up, I first checked to see if I still had the marks. I did, but it was less red. I asked her if she could see anything, and she said yeah. I asked, what do you see, and she just said red marks. I was so shocked and scared. I asked if she was sure, and she said yes. I even showed her the pictures that I took, and she saw the same thing. That's when she asked me why I would do that to myself, but I didn't explain to her the truth because I thought she wouldn't believe me. Ever since that day, I would randomly wake up with bruises, marks, or cuts. When it got worse, I told my mom, and my mom, being a Christian, ...said that it was a demonic attack. So, did I die in another world? Or was this something else? Hi Raven. I've recently become interested in Glitch in the Matrix stories, and I found your channel... First, I want to thank you for sharing these stories, as they aren't dramatized like others I've found online. I would also like to share that I'm not sure if my story counts as a glitch, but I have to admit that it was really weird. So, this happened around 13 years ago, when I was still in high school. My mom had picked me up from school, and we decided to buy a rotisserie chicken at a nearby restaurant and then make rice at home. Let me clarify that we've been to this restaurant various times, especially during this period which felt that we went at least once a month. Anyways, we drove to the restaurant and looked for parking. Before we found a space, we noticed that it wasn't there. We laughed at the fact that we couldn't see it, and drove around again as the restaurant was on a busy street and we didn't want to cause traffic. When we came back around, we parked and looked again. Just like before, it wasn't there. We ended up doing this around three times, until we decided, okay, I guess it's closed down, let's go home. I decided to Google the restaurant to see what happened. When I did this, Google showed that the restaurant was still there, and it was open. At this point, my mom and I were very confused but still laughing, so we used Google Maps to drive to a restaurant we knew like the back of our hand. To our surprise, this time the restaurant was not only there, but it was extremely busy, with people coming in and out of it. My mom and I parked and just laughed, commenting on how blind we are. To this day, we still tell people, and everyone laughs, as this restaurant is very popular, and people wonder how we didn't see it. But recently, I started to think that maybe we didn't miss it. What if it really wasn't there? What if we somehow drove to another dimension or something? What if we had driven home? Would we go back to a reality that wasn't our own? I mean, at least... I didn't experience this glitch alone. Hey Raven, I've been watching for a few weeks now, and after listening to a few of the Glitch in the Matrix stories, I can't forget a weird experience that I had and never shared. My living situation is weird. I usually sleep at my partner's house. They live about 15 minutes outside of town, so I have a short drive through the town that I've lived in my whole life every night. In December of 2021, my dad caught COVID and unfortunately passed away. It was a very hard time for my family, and everything changed so fast. It felt like my life was flipped upside down on what would have been my dad's 55th birthday, April of 2022, I remember all day thinking about him, and wishing I could have seen him and talked to him one more time before he passed. He was one of my best friends, and he was a major inspiration to me. Anyways, I was on my way to my partner's house, when I saw my dad's car drive the opposite way past me, He drove a lifted green Jeep Cherokee. That thing was his baby. He loved that car so much. Unfortunately, I had crashed it and tolled it a few years prior to him passing. When I saw the car, I immediately turned and ripped a U-turn. I drove criminal speeds to catch up to the Jeep. When I finally got behind it, I saw a cigar get ashed out of the window. My dad was always smoking cigars if he wasn't sleeping on the couch. I quickly drove to get on the right side of his car, and I saw my dad driving, smiling so big but not looking over at me. I rolled my window down to try to get his attention, but I couldn't. It was like he was completely unaware that I was right there trying to wave him down. I went through a roller coaster of emotions, all within a few seconds. All I wanted for months was to see my dad one last time. I went to look back at him again after checking the road, and there was no car by me. I pulled over to try and process what the hell had just happened. After sitting in my car and looking at my dad's Instagram, I just cried for a while before getting back on the road and driving to my partner's house. I've seen people who resemble my dad a few times, and had to do double takes, but this was 100% him. I only told my partner after, which I received some strange looks. I've wondered if a different timeline where my dad is still alive collided with ours. Or maybe it was a ghost. I have no idea, but I've never been very into ghosts or anything. I like to think there's a logical explanation for most things, but I have no explanation. I don't know if anyone will believe this, but I know what I saw. And thank you for sharing people's experiences. I have a lot of incredible stories, and I shared this on Kinetic Symphony's platform, and my husband convinced me to send it to you as well. Shout out to Kinetic. I practice shamanism and sorcery, as crazy as that sounds. I've always explained my experiences as a result of being broken via child abuse, and that's somehow creating the perfect circumstances for magic to flourish. However, as much as it seems unlikely, I'm science-minded, and I always test things using the scientific method. This story is one experience that I've yet to find a meaning to, which clearly has meaning. At some point in high school around sophomore year, I was in my angsty goth phase, I still am, and wanted nothing to do with anything that didn't align with that aesthetically. My dad used to host an auction at our family reunions for funding, and would often travel to New York to get unique items for the family to auction over. We'd hit a rough patch, and he was trying to make up for it when he came home from a trip by allowing me to first pick out of the jewelry he had purchased. I went and had a look, and was mostly disinterested, as it was all gaudy and not my style. He sent me back, and I remember selecting a Tupac chain to give to a boy I liked, who was a fan, and a Surf's Up, the movie, bracelet. He sent me back down as my selection wasn't sufficient enough for him. I begrudgingly looked again and picked out a gaudy necklace that I still have, and it has grown on me. There were a lot of replica jewelry pieces, just as I had seen every piece... I reach down and find a necklace that doesn't fit in. It's a necklace with a bunch of small skull heads as beads, and a larger wooden skull, hand-carved as the amulet. Obviously, it was right up my alley. It had a strange carving on the back that resembled an upside-down wishbone, and had a distinct, smoky, sweet smell. I wore it every single day, I even cut the string and extended it, as it was initially a bit too small for my neck. As I wore it, strange things would happen. It seemed as if anything negative I would say would come to fruition. It happened enough to be past a coincidence, and other peers took notice. There are a lot of stories about those instances, but to save time, I'll tell the most crucial one. I was on the school bus home, and a bunch of kids were teasing me and calling me a witch. One of my friends who was younger was an atheist who defended me against the mob of kids. He asked me to tell them something that would happen to him, so I could get everyone off of my back. The assumption was that I would make an outlandish and specific prediction, it wouldn't happen, and I would then have proved that I was not a witch. I told him that he would get off the bus, and trip down the steps from his show places, and bust his leg on the pavement. I was strategically specific. As the ride went on, we had forgotten our conversations, being fickle teens. His stop came up, he turned to say goodbye to me, and then turned to walk down the steps of the bus. He tripped, he fell, he busted his leg. As he bent down in pain, he looked at me through the bus window. He pointed at me with terror in his eyes and screamed, Witch! It felt like everything was frozen, and I began to contemplate the dangers of this new power. Flash forward, it's summertime and I'm with my dad and his Christian family at Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. A young cousin around seven is with us, And as we walk by a case designated to ancient indigenous and African relics, he tugs me and starts freaking out. I'm slightly annoyed, but I oblige as he pulls me closer to the display. In the case at this museum is the very same necklace I was wearing around my neck. It was being called an ancient healing necklace, but that's BS. I could not believe it. I felt like I was going to faint. Then, I decided not to alert the adults or staff, as they may assume that I had stolen it. It was exactly the same. Two necklaces in the case showed the front and the back of the necklace, which even bore the same wishbone-like sigil. I regret not alerting the staff, because imagine the publicity it would have gotten. My dad never remembered purchasing the necklace. That would mean that my dad went to New York and received a necklace unbeknownst to him at some random time, gave it to me in Bristol, Tennessee, and then half a year later we happened to be at Ripley's at just the right time to encounter it on display, as they changed their displays at random. So, do you think magic could be a gift of controlling glitches? This peculiar event happened to me while I was in my early 20s, so between 2008 and 2013. I was a bit of a transient then, and often slept outside or squatted in houses that were foreclosed upon or up for sale, a few nights at most. Most neighborhoods that I wandered through day to day had a community pool, if not several, Oftentimes, I would use these pool areas to bathe, they had showers, or sleep at if the time was right. One night in particular, I went to my most frequented pool. I could reach over the large gate and open it from the other side. At this pool, I would always clumsily maneuver a reclining chair closest to the wall and next to a large pump, I believe, for the spa. I would do this to stay out of the sight from the golf and tennis courts. I only describe the area so as one may picture the scenario in their mind. While I was trying to fall asleep, I opened my eyes and saw a jagged silhouette dancing about the semicircle wall that enclosed the pump right beside me. At first I thought it was headlights, or the police. I raised myself on my tippy-toes to peer over the stucco wall that I just had my back to. Thinking now, I feel my reaction was one of hurried panic. I exited through the gate and walked quickly around a short path to the parking lot, where I encountered the source of the light. It was a motorcycle. It was on fire. I stared as I walked past it and then out of the parking lot onto the sidewalk, I looked back every few steps to look on in amazement. The fire seemed to be escalating, devouring more of the vehicle all the time. A car passed me as I walked down the sidewalk, now about 20 meters away from the scene. I knew whoever was in that car would see the now engulfed bike, and they would probably blame me, as it was very late, or early, and I was the only person around. I continued to walk away quite fast, and then I heard a dull explosion and then the crunching of metal. I looked back and the motorcycle had fallen over. I turned the corner onto 214th Way, a street that I had lived on and would live on again for many years, and turned out of sight. I don't know if this is a glitch per se, as I don't know what happened. I can tell you that the motorcycle was not there when I first approached the clubhouse, and I heard no motor, or anything like that, or any other noises. Like I said, I was lying on a chair that was up against the wall, and on the other side was the parking lot. The motorcycle was parked in basically the best spot if one were to be visiting the pool. I never fell asleep either, as I don't fall asleep easily and am often awake for hours before I do. I haven't thought of this event for a while, though I have told a few friends. I tried to give an accurate retelling so one may be able to offer better insight. What do I think? The most logical thing I think could have happened would be that somebody rolled their bike up to the spot, ignited a fire, and walked away. For... I guess tax purposes, to frame me? I did have some friends, or brothers, who lived in the neighborhood that rode motorcycles, and I don't think either one would have done that. And, like I said, I would have heard something, most likely. Thanks for reading. Now, this happened about 45 years ago, but my memory of it is clear like it happened months ago. I was living in Oceanside, California. On the main road from the back gate of Camp Pendleton to downtown, there is a sharp left curve. It's more like a left turn that only becomes a left turn as you continue to the road on the right, One day, as I was going around the curve, I hit a slick spot, and my rear end slipped to the right. I overcorrected it, and it started slipping to the left, and I ended up facing the wrong way. The strange part is, I know it only took a couple of seconds, but it seemed to last around 15 seconds. I was in the right lane, and there was another car in the left lane. Not only did I not hit that car, I don't know how I didn't, but at one point, it seemed like I could reach left to adjust his rearview mirror. I would have to be a passenger in the car to do that. Another time, I was riding my bicycle down the road going around a left bend. I was going pretty fast, but one second I was riding with no problems, and then a split second later... I was kneeling on the side of the bicycle as it slid down the road. I had no memory of going from riding to sliding. Then, one more. I was riding my motorcycle and was pulling into my driveway. There were some wet leaves, which are very slick. One second, I was pulling into the driveway, and a split second later, I was standing next to my motorcycle, and it was on its side. I had no memory going from riding to standing. My clothes were dry, so I didn't fall down and stand up. I didn't fall. It was like in the movie Red, where Bruce Willis opened the car door as the car was sliding and stepped out, and was just standing there while the car kept sliding. I have two strange stories. The first one was back several years ago, when I smoked cigars. I had a cigar cutter that would cut a round hole into the end of the cigar. It was a cylinder shape, and the cap that covers the blade screws on to protect it. It had a spring-loaded rod that cleared the tobacco from inside the hole. To get to the spring, you would have to unscrew the back section. Now... I did not play with it while it was in my pants pocket. Twice, I found the spring itself in my pocket, with the cutter still in one piece. I've always wondered how the spring got out without taking it apart. Or, how was it taken apart in my pocket and then put back together in my pocket without me touching it? The other one happened just a couple of weeks ago. When I have to wait somewhere, like a doctor's office, I will crochet to pass the time. I love to crochet. I use a plastic shopping bag to hold the yarn. When I was called in to see my doctor, I put the yarn and the hook inside the bag. When I got home, I placed the bag on my desk, and I felt the hook inside of the bag. It's a metal hook just over 5 inches long, so it's easy to tell what it is. A little later, when I grabbed the bag to crochet some more, I could not find the hook in the bag. Then, just in case I put the hook in a pocket, I checked all of my front pockets. These pants are the eight pocket ones. I checked them twice, and I could not find the hook. I called the office in case it fell out there, and no, just not there so I grabbed another hook and put that one in my pocket to use to crochet. When I went to pull it out, there were two crochet hooks in my pocket. Now, I could have just not felt it when I reached my hand into the pocket, but with the type it is, there's no way that I grabbed the pocket and basically folded it in half without feeling the hook. It was not in there. And then it just was... So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to As for lots of other good stuff ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode, but until then, sleep well.